Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. GA with you from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Chicago to Sheboygan, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. And we appreciate you being with us on this Thursday morning. It's going to be a different type of show this morning. Coming up in 20 minutes, a standard fare sound check in 20. Later on in the program on a Thursday. It's a thirsty Thursday. We're toasted to the good stuff. We'll also do a little reflection on the show, and Mraz is going to join us here in studio a little bit later on in the program to join us to go back over some of the good times, the bad times, the times in between for the final two or three hours of the program. If you're just waking up with us and you are unaware, I am leaving CBS Sports Radio at the end of the week. Today and tomorrow are my final shows. We'll be heading over to Sirius XM to host their morning show on the Mad Dog channel. And so instead of a cold open here, I just thought I would talk and reflect and use today and tomorrow to do the same thing. I'm sure if you didn't learn of this on social media yesterday or see the press release from both Sirius XM and CBS Sports Radio, I tell you this and you're like, wait, what? And yeah. It's a wait what? <laughs> you know, it's, it is a, I'm not ready for this. What are you talking about? Are you serious, DA? I'm going to need a, a moment to process. And we all feel that way around here at CBS Sports Radio because of the bonds that we have with each other and with the listeners. And so I just wanted to start by talking about why I made this decision and then how I feel. So if we dial back to when I got this job, I was working for CBS Radio in Boston. It was a CBS radio station, 98.5 The Sports Hub, and that was a really big deal in my career. Back in 2009, I was 30 years old, and I was hired by CBS Radio, and there were some amazing people at the top of the company, and they said, we think you can do this. Let's have you do nights in Boston. And I said, boy, is a New Yorker in Boston going to work? And they said, we think it can work. And I said, that faith in me means a hell of a lot, so let's do it. And those four years that I had in Boston for CBS radio were truly amazing. I mean, I was a bit of a fish out of water as a New Yorker in Boston, but the show was welcomed and embraced. The station did amazing ratings and numbers. 
I built such an incredible listenership and had such loyalty and they noticed it. And that's when they launched CBS Sports Radio four years after I was hired there in Boston for January 2013. When you look at how the network was built, it was a CBS radio company project. And they said, we want to go national. We want to have an ESPN radio competition. We want to have a rival to Fox Sports Radio. And so CBS Radio, which has been a kingpin in, in radio for a long time, and of course the CBS brand meant a lot, CBS Sports brand meant a lot, launch network, and they went big. And they got Scotty Farrell to do nights. They had Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney and Dana Jacobson do mornings. They had John Feinstein mid-mornings. Doug Gottlieb do afternoons. And... They landed the big fish, Jim Rome. And Rome is a legend in this industry. Rome is the godfather, really, of, of what we do. And I say the godfather of the hot take in the most complimentary fashion possible. And they landed Rome, and it was like, whoa, this thing is going to be a machine. And they called up little old DA, and they said, would you like to be part of the network? And I was like, whoa, that lineup and me? Hell yes. Whatever the shift is, whatever the situation is, I am there. And that faith in me was pretty incredible. I just, I pinched myself like, wow, I get to move back to New York where I'm from and work on a national level at this age. I was like, I can't believe how fortunate I am. And that's when we started overnights here on CBS Sports Radio, January 2013. I told the story many times over with Mraz. I didn't know Mraz before I walked in the door over here. They said, do you have a producer that you want to bring with you? All the guys I had worked with in previous stops, Kansas City, Miami, Boston, Fort Myers, Florida, all my previous radio stops, they all were from the places that, that I was leaving, so they didn't want to leave. And I said, no, I don't have anybody. They said, well, let's have you sit with a couple of part-timers over here and see if you, you jive with any of them. And if you do, we'll make them your producer. I sat with Mraz for 15 minutes, and I was like, there's something to this dude. There's something to this dude. And, you know, 11 years later, he's one of my best friends. And these 11 years have been a pure joy to work here at CBS Sports Radio. I've said this often. The coolest thing about this place for the last 11 years is they gave me total freedom to do what I wanted to do. My mind was the only limit in what we could do creatively. Man, and for those that are creative, maybe you're a painter, you're a musician, maybe you're an artist, a sculptor, maybe you just look at landscaping and see a, a bunch of weeds and go, I can create something out of that. Or maybe you see a car that needs to be renovated and go, I can create something out of that. Those things to me are my, my oxygen. I love that part of this job, and they let me do it. I mean, look at how weird this show is sometimes. <laughs> they let me do it. And for that, I am forever grateful. CBS Radio ended up selling to Entercom Radio. Entercom Radio became Odyssey Radio, which is our parent company now. And again, everybody, whether it was my old bosses or new bosses, let me just do this show. And that's something that I will always be incredibly grateful for. But something else happened along the way, and that was the listeners. 
We started in overnights. I don't think they knew what to expect because it was a brand new network. We didn't know what to expect. Target Demo Friday was born out of people telling me, congratulations, you're going to a new network back when I was in Boston. But they would always have this postscript. But who's going to listen? You're doing overnights. And I had to say, I don't know. But let's find out whether it's moms up in the middle of the night with their babies or whether it's people running to the to the airport, whether it's people working overnight shifts. I don't know. But let's see. Let's have fun with it. And over those two years, it was like, whoa, a fuse was lit. These people are crazy. They love this show, and the affiliates heard this. We love this overnight show. We love this overnight show. It's weird. It's eccentric. It's funny. It's creative. People loved it. And the bosses here heard it, and they were like, you know what? Let's get you to, to nights, 6 to 10 in, in the evenings. Great. And then the same thing happened, and there's this groundswell of people that love this show, and they said, let's move you to, to mid-mornings, 9 to noon. We said, great. And at 9 to noon is when we paired up with Pete the Body Bilotti and Bogus, who were in these hours since the network launched. And of course, Mraz and I knew Bogus and Bilotti. But then we started working with them on a daily basis. And I'm going to tell you this right now, hand to God, I have worked with some amazing people, some truly amazing people in this industry. My stops in Kansas City, look, I got a, a goddaughter in Kansas City because of how close I am to one of the guys that I worked with there, Brian Williams B-Dub, who is like a brother to me. And I worked with one of my best friends in the world that ended up, Jonah Ballow, who is was one of the best men in my wedding. You know, And so I have worked with some amazing, amazing people. Bilotti and Bogish and me and Mraz, I just couldn't have asked for anything more. These guys are next level talented, next level committed. And it was just such a synergy immediately. I was like, wow, this is special. And that started in 2017. So I can say without a shadow of a doubt, the last six plus years of working with these guys, these shows, mid-mornings, then we were promoted to mornings going into 2020. These six years with Bogish and Bilotti, have just been the greatest radio I've ever done. And it's a huge testament to them because of what we did together. It's the best radio I ever did these last six years. Not a doubt in my mind. Cap comes in as we're trying to tinker with the stream. What's the simulcast going to look like? What's the video component going to look like? I had ideas. I had visions. I was trying to get them executed. It was difficult. Cat walks in and kind of picks it up immediately. He's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I got this. Boop, 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 boop. And I said, that's the guy. That's the guy we have to have. And I went back to the bosses and said, if we're going to do the simulcast and do it right, he has to be the guy. We have to figure this thing out full time. We've got to make sure he's on the controls every day. You have to give him the resources, give him the tools, give him the freedom. He's that good. And within a very short amount of time. The DA show simulcast became the company corporate-wide leader in doing this on a digital standpoint. That if you were creating this for online digital consumption, what we did was the bar. 
That was the gold standard and has been since Cap took this over. And look at how creative he is. You know, to me, I'm just like, you let somebody like that just create. And that's what he does every single day, and it's beautiful. I say all of this because this is not an easy decision. I didn't want to leave any of these guys. I don't ever want to be able to leave any of these guys. But Sirius XM came to me, and they said, we love what you do. And we love this bond you have with the listeners and the community that you've built. This thing is amazing. We want all of that, and we want to give you rocket boosters. And I said, well, what does that mean? And they listed X we're going to do for you, and Y we're going to do for you, and Z we're going to do for you, and this is what we're going to do for the listeners, and this is what we're going to do for the listeners. This what? And I said, what, what are the real things here? And everything I heard was, what I've always wanted to do is a thank you to the D-Aliens because from day one, we got supercharged because of that momentum and that, that passion. And I just, I've always wanted to basically do thank you events and projects and prizes and merch and events and meet and greets and all of this stuff. The Bob's Bar thing was born out of that, that we just wanted to get together with everybody. All these listeners that helped make us who we were, we just wanted to get together with them. And SiriusXM said, we're going to do that. We want to do that for you. We want to do that for them. We want, we, want it to, we want to keep doing that, but keep supporting you in that way. And I was like, that's what I needed to hear. And so... All of this is is quite difficult from the standpoint of it's hard to leave these guys and it's hard to leave what we've built here. But it wasn't an option because of the inner workings of, of radio. That wasn't an option. And so they're too valuable here. And they're going to be wonderful and supportive and talented for Maggie and Perloff who are taking over the morning show starting on Monday. They are superstars. They are professionals. They are some of the most talented people I've ever seen in the business, and they will be great here. I, that's, that's the toughest thing. There's also a family component to this. You know, AJ's now four months old. Last couple of weeks, I've taken him for entire days, and now is the age where he's starting to smile. He's starting to laugh. Sometimes he, he sees daddy's stupid face, and he giggles. And those moments are really special. Those moments are like otherworldly special, as you know, if you're a parent. And there are some conditions in where I'm going where I get to just spend more time with the family. And I just get to, to watch him grow. And, you know, I'm a 44-year-old first-time dad. So this is the first time I'm doing any of this. And to be in a position where I get somebody that says, we get it. You want to spend time with him. You want to spend time with the family. You want to be a dad. We want to support that. We're going to do X, Y, and Z for you. Now, that meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to the Bourbon Bell. And I hope down the road it means a lot to AJ. So this was not easy, but it became a thing where I was like, those are all the things that I need and I want. And they're there. When we went... When I left Boston and we came here to, to CBS Sports Radio, 
And when I left Kansas City to move to Miami, and we were left overnights to go to evenings and go from evenings to mid-morning and go from mid-mornings to mornings. The toughest part about this job is not management. That's a headache sometimes, but it's not that big a deal. The headache isn't ratings or revenue. That part is a headache. It's not that big a deal. It's not social media criticism. Now everyone tells you how bad you suck and they get into your DMs or they at mention you or whatever. That's a headache, but it's not that big a deal. The hardest thing about this job is leaving the listeners that you build a bond with. And if today you're listening to this monologue and you're like, damn, DA, I'm pissed. You're leaving. The show won't be the same. I'm pissed. I don't blame you because every single day I hoped that you cared about this show. I wanted you to care about this show. I can't today be like, and don't care about it anymore. I totally get it. If you've at mentioned me on Twitter, if you've emailed me, if you've hit me up of a, a DM on any account, I haven't seen it because I can't even bear to look at that. I just, yesterday was like the bomb dropped and I can't even look at the people that I let down. Now I'll tell you this. One of the things that I asked SiriusXM to do, I said, for my listeners that have SiriusXM that listen to us in channel 158, all they got to do is pop over another station to channel 82, and they got me. I said, but for the people that don't, what do you do for them? And they said, okay, let's huddle here. We'll get back to you. They came back to me. They said, we want to give them free subscriptions. We want the D-Aliens to come here, and we don't. we want to make this thing easy. It's okay, now we're talking. So they're giving you three free months. I'll put all the links and information on my social media pages so you have that on my website so that you have that. But those are the things I needed to see so that hopefully some of you come with me. Some of you won't. I get it. Some of you just want to stay in your rhythm. You like CBS Sports Radio and you love these guys. And that's totally fine. If you stay here on this morning show instead of go with me to the other morning show, you're supporting my guys, Bogues, Bilotti, and Cap. And I can't ask for anything else. So if you're upset at this, if you're saddened by this, if you are frustrated and you're like, screw you, DA, I'm staying. I totally support that. That's a win for me as well because it supports these guys. And CBS Sports Radio has been really good to me. There are things we have disagreed on, but overall, 11 years, it's why I stayed. They've been really good to me. So I don't mind that at all. I hope many of you come over and try my new show. It'll sound much like this show. It won't sound identical, but it'll be a lot of the same stuff. But if you don't, I don't blame you at all. I am going to try to create a lot of events for listeners so that I get to meet people. And that's one thing that I got a promise from as well over there. So you might not even listen to me on a daily basis, but if you see on my Twitter or my Instagram that, oh, DA is going to do this tailgate at this big game, or he's going to do this event, I'm going to go to this sports bar in my area, or I'm going to please say hello, stop by, have a beer. And I would really appreciate that because I'm also at a point in my life and my career where 
I got 20 years out of this and it's almost like, man, I'm so blessed that my whole, my whole momentum now is to help people in some way. Maybe that's laugh a little bit in the morning. Maybe that's just be a calming presence. Maybe that's helping out with a cause, a charity, families that need help. But man, I've been blessed a million times over a million that it's just, I have to be able to find ways to do that back to people. I just can't believe the blessings that I've had. You know, one of the things that like my parents always indoctrinated into me and my brother and sister, you got to help people like that's your job. So I'm going to try to do that as much as I can moving forward. I thank everyone for these 11 years because it's just been amazing. I never woke up a day in my life and didn't want to go to work. Who can say that? These 11 years, I never said I don't want to go into work today. So it's a change. It's an evolution. For me, it's a way to feel alive again. Not that I didn't feel here, but it's like, wow, that's a jolt. That's new. That's exciting. Those are great opportunities. For me, that's that's a really huge part of this. And, you know, if you don't listen and come with me, I totally get it. But still, I consider you a friend. And I still consider you guys, you know, a huge reason for my success. And hopefully you still follow me on Twitter or Instagram where we email back and forth or whatever, because those bonds mean quite a bit. And you might have never reached out to me, never contacted me or whatever, but you feel like you know me. And even that bond quietly, silently, means a hell of a lot to me. So today and tomorrow are just going to be, for me and for the guys here, like a big send-off party. I don't want it to be sad. I don't want it to be you know, emotional necessarily. I want it to be authentic and real, but there's also a lot of shows that don't get 11 years at one place. There's a lot of shows that get changed and tweaked or broken up. I mean, you get fired. You get fired a lot in this business, you know? And I was lucky enough not to here. So I want to celebrate that. It's why we played all of the, the, Years of the Buffoon yesterday, because I wanted to laugh. We all needed to laugh around here before the announcement was was made. And it's a pretty good indicator of just how ridiculous this show has been for 11 years. And despite that ridiculousness, they never canned us. <laughs> they never said, don't do that. You can't do that. That's not how it's done. So I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate everybody out there that understands as well. But I don't expect everybody to be cool with this. But I I appreciate that you've been here, and I want to honor that, and I want to honor that in the next place that I'm at as well, which is a big reason for my move. I'm sure we'll talk more about this. Mraz is going to come up into the studios later on in the morning, so we'll have some some giggles with him, and we're going to ask him how his mental welfare is over there down the hallway, considering it seems like it's World War III every single day. But... We'll do a lot. Just remember the good times today and tomorrow. Oh, and tomorrow, as a little note, will be open phones for the D-Aliens. Start to finish, you guys. Call up. 
Say whatever you want. Screw you, DA. I'm out of here. I totally get it. Gloria Splett is already creating some type of, uh, I think, rally against the show or something. I'm pretty sure he's outside with a picket sign saying, hell no, hell no. Well, that was a guy. <laughs> I think that was Gloria Splett. Now, I I want everybody to, to be able to call in tomorrow and, uh, and ha say their piece. So we'll do that all day tomorrow. Today, we'll just kind of Hang out with Mraz and uh, and joke around quite a bit. So stick around after this. We got sound check your best audio of the day. Da CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for Week Number One. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Soundcheck brought to you by Wesley Financials. Talking to Timeshare, want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free Timeshare exit information kit at Wesley Financial Group. We start with Robert Sala, head coach of the New York Jets addressing the Zach Wilson criticism from Joe Namath and answering whether he agrees Zach Wilson's got to play better. We all acknowledge he has to play better. We, we all acknowledge that. He acknowledges that. Um, uh, teammates acknowledge it. He acknowledges it himself. Obviously, Joe is, a, is an icon, a Hall of Famer, and a, a well-respected individual in, the, in this organization. Doors always open for him to walk in, and uh, my office is always open for him. And uh, But, you know, We'll agree to disagree with his comments, but uh, um, but he is entitled to those comments. So, generally speaking, that's exactly how I think Salah should address that. Finally admit that Zach Wilson's got to play better. Okay, this is good. Don't just simply coddle him or live in delusion. That's good. And Joe Nabith is totally allowed to have an opinion on how awful the Jets are because that's what we all see as well. And... Namath has more credibility in this space than anybody of what it takes to win with the New York Jets. So you can't ask Joe Namath for his opinion and then be bothered that it might be a negative opinion. So I'm glad the Jets are handling it that way. Here's Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon asked when Kyler Murray's going to be activated. Why would I tell you that? <laughs> well, you don't have to say it. Come on, bye. Uh, I was kind of joking, but I'm not going to tell you. Uh, no, we, I, we will activate him when he's ready to go practice. That's what we'll do. Whoever thought there would be a whole bunch of laughter at Arizona Cardinals press conferences? Gannon comes off as the weirdest guy ever, and we thought that they were going to be a wretched 0-3 team that probably was going to go 1-16, and 2-15, and be the worst team in, in the NFL, and it said... The Cardinals just won a football game over the hated Dallas Cowboys. They've been competitive in all three. Josh Dobbs is joking around on social media about his jersey not being in the team store. Life is good in Arizona suddenly, which is so weird. Yeah, you just saved the laughter for the post-game shows. <laughs> for that, Gannon was asked, 
What about Josh Dobbs' jersey not being in the team store? Because you have his jersey in his locker on game day. That's all I'm concerned about. <laughs> I mean, look at this. It's like a Don Rickles roast over there in Phoenix. <laughs> anyway, the media going to Glendale. They're just loving life. Oh, my God. JG, you fill the good ones. Zinger here, zinger there. I guess everybody's got a fire in their gut. A fire in the gut. Everybody's taking the bus to work today exactly in Arizona. Right. They're not driving. <laughs> That's exactly right. Here is the New Heights podcast with Tra- uh, Travis Kelsey and his brother Jason Kelsey as they discuss Taylor Swift's appearance at Arrowhead over the weekend. We got to talk about it. Yeah, my personal life that's not so personal. Yeah, well. <laughs> I did this to myself, Jason. I know this. Well, Trav, um, how's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the friends and family. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chiefs fans, of course. We scripted it all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But um, to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there. That was absolutely hysterical. It was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everyone, literally everyone, even Bill Belichick. He hasn't talked much about me outside of, you know, game weeks that we play, but he made sure to remind me that that's the best catch I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Dude, that was a great line by Bill. Hilarious. And then you got Coach Reed telling everybody, He's Cupid. He's been manifesting this the whole time. He's the one that set us up. I know that he had met the Swift family before, so I don't know. He could have been uh, in the background the whole time. Dude, Coach Reed playing matchmaker? Who knew Cupid was so big? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Taylor for coming through and seeing me rock the stage. Wow. Andy Reed had met the Swift family? Swift family Robinson? I don't buy that. You don't? I don't buy that for a second. This is solely coming out of him with the friendship bracelet and then announcing that to the world. Oh, you know, Taylor said she didn't have time for me. Whereas somebody probably said, uh, yeah, some NFL player wants to give you a bracelet. And she goes, uh, and you know, like he said, she has no time to meet anybody after her shows. It's do the show, sleep for 12 hours, hibernate, put her back in the ice chamber and then break (laughs) her out the next night and make another $3 million per show. And then the the video of Kelsey talking about the friendship bracelet probably made its rounds. And let's be honest about what's happening here, DA. Let's be honest, Pat Boyle. Let's be honest. This is a classic cross-promotion. It's certainly working for both of them. It's working for both of them. We saw the numbers. I'm sure everybody saw the numbers on social media. Kelsey's jersey sales have skyrocketed 400%. The Chiefs game was... You know, Uber watched by everybody, including female demographic, ages 24 to 49, whatever it is. He's getting the pop. He thought he would. We thought he would because it's Taylor Swift. And let's be honest about Taylor Swift. As much as we think she can't get any more new fans, she's probably got a couple thousand extra, a couple hundred thousand extra fans in Kansas City now. And everybody's going, oh, Taylor's a cheese fan now? Sure, we'll listen to her music. We'll pretend to like it. This is... People, a mutual beneficial relationship. I don't think this is going to last. It's not going to last. I guarantee you by the playoffs, this will be done. But they will have both gotten exactly what they wanted out of it. Yeah, I tend to align with most of your opinions there. He's going to benefit far more than her because her celebrity is so overwhelming. But she's certainly benefiting as well because she has tapped now into a sports market 
that was not talking about Taylor Swift and is now incessantly talking about Taylor Swift. Again, she didn't need any more tickets sold, but it, it has definitely unlocked a different portion of the American consumer. Like, my dad noticed that Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game. I don't think you would have noticed. He knows Taylor Swift. I don't think you would have noticed anything about Taylor Swift unless she was at a Chiefs game. So, it certainly has worked in that way as well. Finally, speaking of the Chiefs, here's Patrick Mahomes on how to get fired up. I came out of the tunnel. I was like, you're not yelling today. You just feel kind of... <laughs> I watch, I watch, I watch every other quarterback run out the tunnel and they just run out like this. And then I get up, come out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go! Yeah, yeah. And as I yell, I get myself more hyped. That that feels like something Boyle has done in the show before. Was he singing the Marquette fight song in there? <laughs> I did hear that. If you listen closely, you can hear a ring out. And also, that's Brady. Brady inspired that. Brady inspired Mahomes to yell? Yeah. How many other quarterbacks are running out of the tunnel going nuts like that? But everybody knows Brady runs to the end zone and hits the, let's bleep it go! Right. I do love that, though. Just letting out all the primal alpha screams to just get all the testosterone juices flowing. Absolute caveman speech. <laughs> and that is your sound check. How cool is this? How cool is this? We began overnights here on CBS Sports Radio with Peter Schwartz on headlines, and Schwartz is back. It just so happened that Schwartz is in today. Schwartz, what's going on? Not much. It's, um, I guess, a lot of mixed emotions yeah. around here. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, sure. we're happy for you and Thank this you. great opportunity, but we're certainly all going to miss you around here, even just you know being involved with the show on a limited basis you know, over the years since the overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, we've always stayed... You know, kind of attached at the hip totally. you know, over the years. and uh, Even when you had your hip replaced. That's right. We stayed attached. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, right. First when I broke it, then when it got replaced. Absolutely. No, we had, you know, I, I think about those overnight days a lot. You do? I mean, it, it, it was it was so much fun. There was shenanigans that went on it was overnight much, with that original crew. Yeah. A nightly shenanigan, I yeah. think. And I, I th- one of the things, and I'm sure there's going to be a, you know, a couple days of reminiscing, I re- the thing that usually sticks out in my mind when people ask me about the overnights was remember the night Moraz Mar- and we would always get hungry overnight. I mean that's that's the nature of the beast. Do you but, like Dairy Queen? Yes, I do. Um, we sent Ike. Remember we sent Ike to IHOP overnight. Moraz and I would get we're, were hungry, and he was. I don't remember if he was still an intern or he was already on staff as like the a newsroom guy. But we 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 obviously even the Moraz I could leave the the studio. We sent him because IHOP had just opened up down the block, right? And we sent him to go get food. We had ordered it, and he like disappeared for like an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm like, yeah. you know what's going on? I mean, sometimes you can be some shady people on the streets yeah. in the middle of the night in New York City, and like he just waltzes in like an hour later <laughs> with a smile on his face, and I'm like, where were you? Oh, I was just like waiting for the food. 
And I'm like, at least, you know, if it's going to be like an hour, at least, you know, call us. And we had like, lost Ike Feldman for... We had for, lost Ike yeah, for like an hour. <laughs> and it was right down the street. Right down the street. It's since gone out of business yeah. um, in the years past. But, yeah, there was some funny moments. Yeah, a lot, of, lot of good stuff. Running yeah. the 40 by 10 40 10 down the block. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. So what do we got in headlines? Let's start, D.A., in Atlanta, where the Braves clinched the number one seed in the National League playoffs with a 6-5 win over the Cubs on Ozzy Albee's walk-off RBI single in the 10th. Earlier in the 10th inning, there was Major League Baseball history. How long before he runs? He's going now. Ozzy takes the pitch. The throw down. Not in time. And that's, that's 70. Number 70 right there, folks. He's trying to dig that base out. He wants it. That was Joe Simpson and Ben Ingram on Braves Radio. A little tease for next hour, DA, when uh, when Acuna pulled the base mm. out of the out of the dirt, it annoyed the Cubs TV announcers. Oh. We'll hear that audio oh. next hour. Okay, good on tease. The update. Ronald Acuna <sighs> Jr. becomes the first player in Major League Baseball history to hit 40 home runs. And steal 70 bases in one season. I just want to thank God for this incredible moment. Um, really, really grateful for my teammates, the coaches, support staff, and all the fans out there supporting us the whole time. It's, it's really a, a, an incredible moment. It was Acuna through an interpreter and some goo goo gaga. I, I, it was not labeled, so I don't know if that was Acuna's <laughs> child. Or if that was the interpreter's child. No, that's how Acuna sounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's him talking to the translator. <laughs> he he says goo goo gaga. Goo goo gaga. As right, he yeah. talks about his two for four night with a stolen base <laughs> and a run back. What's that, Ronald? Are you are you wanted to take the bag? <laughs> that's Braves PR after they get eliminated in the first round every year. Oh! oh. Hello. Hey! Hey-o. I thought he was going to say that's... Um, Joey Votto when he has his Hall of Fame induction speech. Yeah, Don't bring that, up Votto around here. That won't happen. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Even the Reds Hall of Honor or Wall of Fame or whatever they got. Don't bring it up. <laughs> uh, with the loss, the Cubs are now tied with the Marlins at 82 and 76 for the last National League wildcard spot. The Marlins split a doubleheader with the Mets. The Orioles beat the Nationals 5-1, to one, the magic number for manager Brandon Hyde and the Orioles to clinch the AL East is down to one. And it's very exciting. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming to the ballpark tomorrow, and hopefully we can do something special tomorrow. That would be tonight when the Orioles open up a series with the Red Sox at Camden Yards. Here's something from the Too Little Too Late department. Pitches soared in the air, deep to left. Forget about this one. Watching his Merrifield, it is long gone for Aaron Judge. Second home run of the night. Judge going to left field. Another two-run shot. And it is now six to nothing Yankees. That was Justin Shackle on Yankees Radio. Yankees beat the Blue Jays six nothing. Judge now with thirty seven home runs. Garrett Cole pitching eight two hit shutout. Also from baseball yesterday, Diamondbacks closing in on a playoff spot. Beat the White Sox three nothing. Arizona's won eight of their last ten. Dodgers over the Rockies eight to two. Freddie Freeman with a three run homer hits a hundred RBI for the fourth time in his career. Now to the NFL, week four beginning tonight. The Packers hosting the Lions at Lambeau Field. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur on the Lions defense. That whole defense, um, you can see the physicality. You can see the speed, the relentless pursuit on tape. And I think they're well coached and they got talented players. And so it, it, it 
presents a lot of challenges for us as an offense. Kickoff tonight, 8-15 Eastern, and of course the NBA blockbuster trade as the Bucks land Damian Lillard DA. Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Schwartz. We will get to the Damian Lillard trade coming up here at the top of the hour. When we come back, Bogus is going to join us. DA, CBS Sports Radio. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. It's going to be an interesting couple of days around here. These are my final two shows on CBS Sports Radio. I'm heading to SiriusXM's Mad Dog Channel to host their morning show beginning on Monday. Bogish isn't in with us today in studio, but he's joining us down the line from his home. Bogues, how's Casa Bogish today? Yeah, Casa Bogish is fine. Uh, first time in forever I'm working from here. Let's assume that it's just too emotional for me to be in the room with you today and tomorrow, and that's why I'm not there, not because I got sick at the worst possible time. Yeah, um, so it's yeah, not that emotional. Yeah, you're just homesick. Yeah, who are you again? <laughs> Which one are you? Are yeah. you Sean? Well, no, actually, you can ask which morning show is this because you guys, you and Pete, have cycled through how many of these? Wow. Um, is it nine now? I don't. I, <laughs> I kind of stopped counting. We're also losing you as a an original full time employee, which is a list Pete created um, over the summer, and it was already in single digits, and now you're gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tiki, Brandon, and Dana, and Feinstein, then just Tiki and Brandon. And then there, there's a Geo and Jones. There's uh, a Taz and the Moose. There was, for me, a little McAfee in there. And now you and then Maggie and Pearl up on Monday. There, there, was, a, there was a Tiki and Tierney no Dana for a couple of weeks. So I'm Correct. counting that still. Right. So there was Tiki, Dana, Brandon, one. Then just right. Tiki and Brandon, two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then... Geo and Jones, three. Correct. Then Taz and the Moose, four. Uh-huh. Then the DA show, five. Right. Now Megan Perloff, six. Six. Yeah. That's like Brown's head coaches. <laughs> or quarterbacks. That jersey that has like 11 yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah. They're just all crossed out. That's what I have. That Bogues, you got to get that jersey now. You have to. Yep. I think we're the Ty Detmer of that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say, Dia, this seems very drastic. First, Sean, now you. If you guys didn't like us that much, you could have come to us as adults and talked to me and Pete, and maybe we could have been reassigned as opposed to just splintering the entire group here. This is a lot in three months. It's actually quite the opposite, but yeah. I know, man. I know. We just we just couldn't take the intensity of which you and Pete attacked the job, and me and Mraz had to flee. We're more players coaches and you guys are disciplinarians yeah that feels like a you problem not an us problem <laughs> yeah, i think correct. we're doing it the right way but again to each his own <laughs> do you remember the ihop story i know you guys weren't on the overnights but can, I can we hear it again <laughs> <laughs> i want to go back to acuna's translator possibly bringing his kid to the press conference because that happened. i don't know which baby that is i got a pretty good guess it's ronald acuna jr's baby not the translators mr schwartz slightly unprofessional for the translator to bring their baby to the press conference but... <laughs> hey everyone
everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 